Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me and for another episode of the Typical Skeptic Show. Um, I think you guys are in for a real treat tonight. Um, I have with me an independent conspiracy researcher, hellbent on providing us with the real truth on what happened in our past and what's going on currently. Now, you know from watching this channel that I'm trying to learn as much as I can and I'm trying to find out the truth about anything, about everything, about our history, about the secret space program, about alien abduction, about it all. I wanna know different people's opinions on everything. And this guy has a, has a um, website, it's called paradigmthreat.net, is it .net, Ari? Right, .net. It's .net, you guys can check it out. He's he's covered all the conspiracy theories. He's just, he's just like us, he wants to know. But he really specializes on these theories such as Saturnian cosmology and how the elites worship Saturn, um, the electric universe, the deep state, Mars, and our history possibly being 4,000 years old. So hmm. those are some of the topics that we're going to cover tonight. And I, awesome. you know, I have, and I have a bunch of category, uh, questions written out for him. So Ari, thank you for joining me. How are you? you I'm doing pretty good. So I, I noticed, I, 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 I listened to another podcast you did getting ready for this. And if you could tell them, <clears throat> audience how you got into this i heard it was about the nibiru cataclysm right that was the first time that I actually uh fell into a conspiracy theory um pretty heavily and decided to research it and uh you know talk to people about it because you know it's kind of like it's hard, it's hard to talk to people who aren't interested in conspiracy theory about conspiracy theory they usually you know uh get turned off to the subject so to do that it got it was scary people are just like i'm not interested in this i had certain friends walk away and say I don't want to talk about this anymore. And, and it was strange to me at the time, which was uh, 2014, because I, I didn't understand why people would be even afraid to talk about it, you know? So the world's gonna end, something's gonna hit us, something crazy. <clears throat> Let's just find out if it's real or not, you know? It's not a big deal. And, uh, you know, and so it wasn't so much the theory of Nibiru, but everyone's reaction to it that really just drove me further into conspiracy land. Um, and Nibiru uh, cataclysm, of course, that's, um, that's when uh, you know five thousand whatever year year rotating um, hidden planet of Nibiru crashed into Earth. But in my research, what I found out is that Nibiru is actually mentioned in several religious texts as the planet of the crossing, and that would be Venus, the planet Venus. That's where my journey with Nibiru ended. That, that, that's, that's, that we, so it was it was a, it was a psyop, would you say? Yeah, and it came out at a weird time. Um, you know, uh, people are sort of losing faith in the government. Um, there's a lot of experiences coming out about you know, the Hillary server and stuff. And um, at the same time, in 2014, um, here in Mesa, Arizona, two nights in a row, I saw the big triangle UFO fly directly over this neighborhood. Um, it, those two sightings of that triangle UFO, the um, <clears throat> Lights of Phoenix, as they're called, uh, really just convinced me and sold me. Something's going on. What is it? Who is it? That kind of thing. We're going to get into like, Saturnian cosmology, but in the electric universe and all that in the deep state, but in Mars, especially Mars, but I want to get your opinion on UFOs because I yeah. did my research for this podcast and I know you think that we can't cross the Van Allen belt, which, right, yeah. which is like, which means you don't think we can get out into space. So you don't, you must not think we have a secret space program. You think that's a psyop or what, and then you must think that like, or what, what are your thoughts <clears throat> on that? Or, all right. So, so jump into that. Um, I joined a Facebook community in 2014 uh, called Secret Space Program Survivors. And there was a bunch of people in there who insisted that they were from this program. 
that they were survivors, had all kinds of physical ailments, uh, that um, <clears throat> things had been done to them, not just experiments, but alleged time travel. That's what they all said. They said, yeah, they're, I remember, they say they're all age regressed. Like they right, went, age they, exactly. they like 20 years and served in Mars. And it's right. getting a little bit out of control. I'm feeling like it's a little bit of a psyop. I, I hate right. to lose, I don't want to lose subscribers. Like, you know, I, but at this point, I'm searching for the truth. So I, right. I, I, I'm, I want to know what's going on. Exactly. Um, and just a month ago, I was contacted by an SSP guy on, um, on Telegram. It's been a long time since I ever talked to any of these guys who basically just confirmed a lot of stuff I was researching, especially about. Um, travel to Mars and an SSP on Mars. But without jumping into that, because I was just one guy in Telegram, I could not confirm, and he did not want to talk to me after, but these things keep happening and pointing me in these certain directions. So about aliens, um, <clears throat> essentially the SSP is a program that deals with um, vehicles in space, and it is secret, and it, it very allegedly um, involves the orbit of Earth, but also the orbit of Mars. Um, that doesn't mean that these spaceships can travel through space. All it means is that they can survive in an orbit of a planet. Now, all I'm saying about space travel is that humans in a spaceship cannot survive in space, but it is still possible to instantaneously transport from the atmosphere of one planet into the atmosphere of another during opposition, during close proximity of the planets. And is this uh, quantum technology that actually gets you into other planets, not into, the, not into other galaxies or solar systems? just into the plants in our solar system. That, that makes, that would makes a lot more sense than, um, that makes a lot more sense and that gives some validity to, um, I can't remember the name of the program. There's a name of the program. It's, um, it's on the tip of my tongue um, for, um, it, for, the, um, for, the, for the secret space program. It's mm -hmm. called uh, um, something Defender or something like that. Have you, have you heard of this? Um, I know some of the terms, but go ahead, tell me about it. I, I, it's just, um, it's just like it's it's the the, the idea. Well, okay. Let me get your opinion on this. What are your thoughts that Gary McKinnon hacked into a Navy server and he found secret space program ships? That's what kind of started all this. Well, I mean, that's what I believe is the case. So if somebody finds that, I won't be surprised. Now, I believe that when you go into the army, if you get deep enough, CIA, all those kind of places, and I say if you get deep enough, they just tell you these things. They just tell you. And that's when you're so so far into the um, into the agreements. Everything you've signed to get to that point guarantees that you'll never betray the government. And so those people are just told straight out that this is the case. And if they ever decide to leak any of those documents or somebody hacked their computer, then we would actually have the documents. Yeah, yeah. I definitely believe in that. Here, let me explain that real fast. Um, in my last podcast, I talked about revelation of method, which is a strategy that the deep state uses to essentially hide the truth in plain sight. It's, um, it's a way of saying, um, if there's something out there that they don't want the mass population to believe, instead of telling them not to believe in it, which is a failing strategy, they will promote it as science fiction or something of that nature. At that point, it becomes the population's burden to try to convince everyone that it's a lie and that science fiction is real, which is almost impossible. Well, so you know, um, you're, you're right. I, you, I have a guy that comes on my show frequently and he tells me that the deep state has to tell us everything that they're everything they, 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 they're the, doing. The, the, the evil side has to tell us everything that they say they're going to do. Right. Pointed it out in symbolism and stuff like where yeah. it's come out and like it's, you know, it's, it's shown. So but then, I, but then I, also in places that are not so um, not so secret, like Devos, it's a very big, uh, obvious 
International Economic Forum. The stuff they said in 2020 in Davos, Davos is absolutely insane. It's straight up out of the Agenda 2030 uh, pamphlet. Um, now, Agenda 2030, of course, is something that we also were not supposed to know about, but there's plenty of documentation about it. What, what is that? What is Agenda 2030? Um, essentially, it is the current agenda we're in, where by the end of it, the plans will all be complete. Everything that we're seeing right now in the last 30 years, and this is not my theory, it's just the Agenda 2030 theory, everything we've been seeing since 9-11 has essentially been part of a plan, one after the other, problem, problem, solution, solution. And now we're very much into the final problem, final solution phase, where they're going to hit us with actual global, simulated global warming and then take further rights away and say, we're going to solve it for you. And same thing with the virus. Uh, that is Agenda 2030. We're still, oh. 20, we're still 10 years away from the end of it. I, I don't even know what to say about it. I mean, that, that's insane, man. Like, yeah. I, I, it's, it, it, well, <laughs> I, it's, it's insane. And where did you see these documents at? Uh, well, in 2014, that was the thing. When I was looking at Facebook, it's pretty much anything you want. It's all, it was all on there. 2016, 17, boy, did they sweep Facebook clean. They got rid of Google+. And now, and this is the purpose, this is why I started Paradigm Threat. <clears throat> so I had a huge collection of documents which were becoming uh, you know, forbidden online, and I wanted to put them online, so I did. Uh, it was, you know, all the documents that I could possibly save, and I wish I, could have, I wish I was keeping them from way back then, because what I'm saying here is some of the documents released were very detailed PDFs describing exactly what some of these plans are. Uh, Jade Helm, for example. Do you guys cover Jade Helm? On this? I'm not, I haven't yet. I, I, All right. I'm interested. Look up Jade Helm on, on Wiki. You'll see that it's a uh, conspiracy theory related to a, uh, a government army uh, drill. Um, <clears throat> army did a drill in Texas in, again, 2014, I believe. Let me verify that. Jade Helm, 2000. Yeah, you can look up on Wikipedia. 2015, right. Um, the U.S. Army did a bunch of exercises in Texas. Uh, a bunch of people in Texas freaked out, and they said, this isn't a drill. They're, they're, um, they're taking out certain locations. Um, after the whole thing was over, uh, Ted Cruz, the senator, uh, said, don't worry, guys, nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. We all know that Ted Cruz was heavily compromised later on. Um, long story, but you know, in recent times, he's been very compromised. No one trusts him anymore, and now it looks like DeSantis is the, is the new um, favorite of the Republicans. But... Um, as yeah. far as as far as Texas goes, something crazy happened in this Jade Helm um, mission, and what I was seeing on, online, the craziest Facebook groups were forming, saying, "Please, U.S. Army, save us! Save us from this!" They showed videos of transports bringing hundreds of thousands of coffins in through Jersey area. It, no one knew where or what, but the videos were unmistakable. Those were coffins. What were they up to? You know, it was scaring people. So they looked into Jade Helm, and they found out that the army is sort of telling us exactly what they're doing. Um, Jade, everyone associated with, um, with um, China at the time. And back in then, no one thought that China was any kind of a threat to the United States. Everything has changed. But um, HELM, H-E-L-M, Homeland Elimination of Local Militia. Sort of unmistakable acronym, acronym, acronym there. Um, that Jade HELM Homeland Elimination of the Militia was something the government has been doing to Texas for a long time. They want to demilitarize Texas so that they can't resist in, in the kind of events that we're seeing today, which is the case. Texas is actually like a war zone. If you go there today, you'll see it's just devastated. Florida, for example, another state they love to demilitarize is now being targeted, but I'm going off topic. Jade Helm, 2014, scared the army so badly that they actually took action 
and started doing something about this deep state plan that we've all been in lately. So um, not my theory, this theory I've heard from other experts that um, the US Army, our US Army, once they found out about the Hillary server, the Jade Helm um, mission, which was right, which was something they did right under the nose, <clears throat> they um, decided to run Trump early or have him win early. He was scheduled to win in 2020. Um, they had him win in 2016. Nobody, they, they did the timing perfectly. They released the Hillary server and the information they said, you know, uh, they're compromised. You cannot you know, run her as president right now. So Trump easily won 2016, but he was supposed to lose and he was supposed to win 2020. How do I know? Predictive programming, the stuff that's been there our whole lives has told yeah, us. And, and if you could talk about, well, I'll get started, but if you, if you could talk about what predictive programming is, if you could tell me. Sure. My, yeah, yeah. Um, it involves revelation of method, which is to get uh, program us with information that will then predict later on events. Uh, an example of this would be TV shows like The Simpsons, where Bart Simpson holds up a magazine that says $9 and shows the twin towers behind it. Um, they keep telling us that the twin towers, something was going to happen on 9-11 long before 9-11 happened. So that is predictive programming. <clears throat> the idea is to put the plan right out in, their, in our face to identify the people who are resistant to the plan way early on. And a lot of people were taken out in 2001 and two, And um, to put the burden on you know us, the conspiracy people, to prove that the fiction is real and that Simpsons is telling us stuff, which, which sounds crazy on its, on its surface, right? Yeah, I so, mean, but that's what they want to do with the whole thing. Like that's going back to the JFK and the CIA days. Like exactly. they, 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 that they, that they termed us conspiracy theorists. They, that, that's what the CIA came up with the name. They said we'll call people conspiracy theorists. People who believed in aliens. People who believed in right. JFK being any kind of conspiracy theory. They labeled it. You know, they, they've killed, they've murdered people over the UFO phenomenon. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. You know, like which is which is really strange because people don't realize how deep their UFO phenomenon runs, like in as as as, as, as according to the deep state, but it all runs together because the UFOs have to deal with free energy and anti gravity, yes. and we have that, and they they don't want us to know that. Right and, there you go, and and that's the whole reason why people are being killed over it. I believe. Yes. Yes. No, I, I don't know how we got help. I, I'd love to know like what you think. Like, do you think we got help at some point from extraterrestrials or do you believe in extraterrestrials or what? Well, to me, the term means anyone not on earth, which definitely means anyone who lives on Mars. And in my theories, I talk extensively about a breakaway human civilization that has been living on Mars since our shared origin story about 4,000 years ago. They've always been there. Can you talk <clears> about <throat> more about that? I'd love to know more about Like, I'd love the audience to know more about that. Totally. I think it's so interesting. Uh, yeah, um, you know, they told us a lot of BS about Mars in our lifetime. Back in the 80s, you know, with uh, um, Total Recall, you have movies showing us that your head explodes if you walk on the surface of Mars. Um, they kept that lie going for a long time, and they dropped it in in 2000s. Now they admit there's certainly an atmosphere on Mars. So is it breathable? Is the Martian atmosphere breathable? Does it have water on it? Does it have ice and lakes? I'm really surprised by NASA's recent discoveries that there are lakes on Mars. That's Yeah, I, we all knew that. They've been denying it for a long time, and now it's nice to know that they're not going to deny that anymore. Now, where do people live on Mars? <clears throat> on the surface, which is cold, by the way, it's a very cold surface, far from the sun. Um, the light atmosphere that <clears throat> you can breathe, but there, there's limited resources. There's uh, water, for example, comes seasonally. 
um, the oceans will flood all regions of Mars in the southern hemisphere during its um, during one of its seasons. Its years last about 400 something days. You can look this up. I'm not sure in the stats. And uh, one of those seasons, the southern hemisphere is flooded. There used to be canals going from the southern hemisphere across Mars. In my website, I talked about um, several um, <clears throat> scientists in the early 19th century who, um, I'm sorry, early 20th century, who observed canals on Mars, especially one guy. Let me just pull up my stuff now. And if you want, I can sort of just share this. Yeah, yeah, share your screen. I, I want my fans, my audience to know all about this. If you want to start doing your thing, because I, I want them to know about Saturnian cosmology and the electric universe and yeah. everything you want to talk about. And, the, and our history only being 4,000 years old. So right, and it really helps me to actually look at the site for reference. <clears throat> so yeah, um, <clears throat> so Professor Percival, Professor Percival Lowell, this was in the 20th century. Uh, right here in Arizona, he uh, built this um, observatory. He saw all these canals on Mars. They're changing, they're, they're um, drawing water, and they're growing in length and size over the period he was observing. They're still being built. Um, at some point in, um, let's see, in uh, 1916, right in the middle of uh, World War I, uh, he dies. And then after World War I, after the dust settles, nobody believes that they saw canals on Mars anymore. Everyone says that he must have been mistaken. But he's not the first person to say that. In the 19th century, you actually have a lot of literature show, tell, uh, telling, uh, describing people, uh, uh, humans living on Mars, visiting Earth, sometimes for nefarious purposes and sometimes appearing benign. Wow. Um, <clears throat> you actually have the Vatican, um, who, um, let, me, uh, let me jump topic real quickly. The Vatican in 1688, um, Manuel Swedenborg, well, it was born 1688, in the 18th century, the Vatican created all of the sciences we know today. This Emanuel Swedenborg guy uh, described for the first time what he believed to be um, how the universe formed, Big Bang and all that. He, he described the planets and he said each planet has life on them. And he described, so let me go to his website here, Earth's in our solar system. Reasons why the Lord willed to be born on earth and not on any other. So this seems like Vatican church stuff, right? But this yeah. is the basis of all this, all the modern sciences that we know today. Uh, you can, you can uh, look at Wikipedia, Manuel Swedenborg pretty much started it all. <clears throat> so they, 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 they in, uh, didn't Harvard, Harvard University do some uh, crazy stuff as far as like with the expanding universe theory, the um, uh, Salem witch trials, and um, I, there was something else too that Harvard did um, that uh, caused uh, the way the way we look at things, the way we look at a star, for example, and the way we judge the distance of stars. It wasn't that done by Harvard? Right, there you go again. Harvard, the same people that did, you know, witch burnings, burnings in Salem, they invented our astronomical universe. Astronomy means observed only. Astrology involves uh, more of a structured belief system of science. Astrology has been um, ruled out as science and reduced to a um, to mysticism kind of thing. But um, astronomy, by contrast, has never has never made the case that um, what we're seeing is actually what's out there. So I call the, I call astronomy the simulated universe. There's something completely off about the way we look at stars. Um, <clears throat> the the Earth's atmosphere has a lensing effect effect, which basically uh, stretches out 
any kind of, or it pushes any object we're seeing further out into the distance, like a rear view mirror. And imagine yourself in a fishbowl. Um, the, the fish inside sees like a human way further away than they actually are and imagines the humans to be way bigger than they actually are. So we're on Earth, we're looking through a fishbowl at the universe and we're making decisions that these super giants are, you know, many hundred, you know, billions of miles across and billions of, you know, times the size of our star and all this kind of stuff. <clears throat> um, the, um, let's see, I'm just trying to think of a topic here because I haven't covered this in a while. The Saturnian um, cosmology you can get into if you want to do a little bit. You bet. Um, the, so the next thing that before I even got into Saturnian cosmology, I started looking into Hollow Earth. Again, that oh, was a I big love thing. Hollow Earth. I love right, the theory yeah. of that. I love, yeah. do, you, do you think we have a whole? I mean, do you believe in the legends of Gargartha and all that? Well, yeah, let me get to it. Um, the, uh, the next thing I saw right after the bureau was all this literature coming out of Facebook on Hollow Earth, and wait, it was wait, 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 before we, since we have, we won't forget about this. Can yeah, you sure. tell me real quick who the lady's name was who who started the Nibiru cataclysm stuff, and she ended up killing her dogs? Was it Nancy Lee? Right, right. Yes, it was. Yeah, she calls herself the Zeta Talk Lady, I think. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 Nancy Lee DeMoss. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I was right. I just can't get it right now. Nancy Lader. Okay. The bureaucrat is right there, but there's another one. Pull shift. Yeah, Nancy that's her. It's, uh... Pull shift form. Uh, yeah, I've been reading this form back then. I was following it. I was like, these guys know the truth, you know, they're telling us stuff. And after about six months of this, I realized they're not going to tell us anything new. They're insisting that Earth has shifted its poles many times in, in the history, which then explains our hidden history and, and hidden sciences and all that. But um, it wasn't convincing. Um, <clears throat> what? Um, well, um, let me just go back to Hollow Earth topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. What was very convincing was that um, there was actually a lot of literature in Earth's history describing places in the Hollow Earth, like you said, Agartha. Um, also got places in modern history. In the end of World War II, it was alleged that many of the Nazis escaped into a hidden location in Hollow Earth, probably in the south, through a South Pole entrance. In Antarctica. Um, right. Here's a map of uh, Hollow Earth, Asgard, or Asgard and Liberia. I, I assume that these names were legit for a long time. Now I have reason to doubt them. Here's New Schwabenland down here, which does make sense that they would call their new location that. And also that location does exist in, um, in uh, Antarctica. So. Um, this theory alleges that New Schwabenland is actually location in, in Hollow Earth rather than in an, a base in Antarctica. Let's wow. see what else we got. So yeah, um, so uh, yeah, the electric universe theory, which I'll get into in a second, is actually a good basis for Hollow Earth. This is what people who believe in Hollow Earth should reference directly. This is a scientific explanation for why the Earth would be hollow. Uh, it has to do with electromagnetism being the key force in the universe, not gravity. Gravity being an artifact of electromagnetism. And this need for negative positive balancing out is created, it creates naturally a structure within the earth of opposite of opposing um, negative positive layers, uh, each layer holding e each other in place and each layer rotating at a different speed than the other layers than the earth itself. That's pretty interesting. I, I still don't understand how it works. Like, how would it work like as compared to like gravity? Like, well, um, <clears throat> uh, you can uh, you can produce gravity with with electricity by running electricity through metal, 
um, you'll find that magnets and even other metals will suddenly pull to the metal. So is there a current oh, running through okay. the earth? Yeah, so is there a current running through the earth that is holding us to the earth? Or is it like Newton and Einstein said, that every atom in the universe pulls on every other atom in the universe? One theory actually has a very simple explanation that can be um, simulated on a computer. The electric universe theory can be simulated. And the gravity Newtonian simulation cannot be simulated, actually. So one thing a lot of people don't know about the theory of gravity, but there is no way to calculate an n-body equation. n-body meaning more than two bodies uh, at once. When you have only two bodies like the, the Earth and the Moon, you can calculate gravity. But once you introduce that third body, there's actually no equation out there to say what the gravity will be on all three of them. And then nth body going further than that, impossible to. So Electric Universe describes that planets um, in the orbit of the solar system and the structure of the planet themselves are actually held together by electromagnetism and not gravity. That's pretty, that's so interesting. And, and, and then, so do you believe that the earth is hollow and that we have civilizations living underneath us? Do you think that might be where the rays possibly come from? And I mean, this, the reptilians could be a, a psyop, I'm not sure, I don't know. But it, it could be possible. I mean, if you think about an advanced race that possibly lived on Earth for like years, if the dinosaurs were real, I mean, right. uh, what are your, uh, and I guess that gets into another point, like, what are your thoughts on, I guess that gets into your whole history was only 4,000 years old thing. Yeah. Do you think there were dinosaurs? Well, let's cover the aliens. Uh, you asked about the greys. Um, <clears throat> I am pretty convinced that the only other the, the only species out there is humans. Um, you might see different kinds of humans, like uh, scaly or cold-blooded, for example, with blue blood. Uh, you might see humans with dog heads, bear heads, hairy bodies. All of these reference humans can actually be found in our history, in um, the Tatarian Empire, the Rus Horde Empire. You got you giants, you got too? dwarfs, you got hairy people, you got everything. Dogmen, dog too. Oh, wow. You got, you got story, you got, yeah, go ahead. And so giants... Um, <clears throat> were originally on this planet. Giants were the, um, they, they were there since the origin times. They were called Nephilim or Nephites in the Bible. Nephilim is a modern term. Nephites is what they're called in the Book of Mormon. Uh, the Nephites were an early race that came from after the fall of the Tower of Babel, which is actually a metaphor for the ending of the collinear configuration of Saturn. So why don't we just jump into Saturnian cosmology since that's where the origin of the giants come from that picture of that giant down there is so funny he's so huge like it, it, i know i know this that's a yeah. video a japanese um clip showing a giant walking around um the official explanation is that the video is fake and part of a movie but i looked at it real close and i think i have a pretty good idea for what is cgi and what isn't that looks like a real person to me who knows <clears throat> so let's get into saturn so, but, but, so but what about dinosaurs? What are your thoughts on dinosaurs? Do you think they existed? Well, um, with a short history, with a short um, Earth history, only 4,000 plus years old, um, everything that, that used to exist um, probably still does exist somewhere, or it never existed at all. Do you think uh, that could be interdimensional? And you think that might not answer the question? Do you think that's where maybe would ghosts go when they when they when people die they go to another dimension i mean because i think there is some proof of ghosts i i don't i can't get i've never totally. got a meter myself you think there is 
<laughs> well, um, see, ghosts and afterlife, that's a big question. You know, um, is reincarnation something that happens in real time? Or is it like on TV where you reincarnate into the past or something crazy like that? I don't believe in time travel in any nature. I also don't believe in any kind of dimensional influence. However, if you consider the ether, the force that exists, that's invisible, that connects all planets that you go to when you die and you come from when you're born, that ether as dimensional force, then I totally agree. Yeah, that's dimensional force. But it's right here, right now with us. And it's just part of that electromagnetic current that's flowing through all the planets at all times. This current has with it life, memory, knowledge. Uh, in, in fantasy games, it's called the life stream. It's meant to make us you know, think it's not there or you know, some kind of fantasy element. But actually, it's an invisible current called the Birkeland Currents, which do connect each planet from north to south pole. And this is the, or, this is the reason why we see um, Aurora Borealis in the North Pole. And um, <clears throat> so back to the question. Uh, yeah, I definitely believe in reincarnation. The idea of a ghost is probably has something to do with um, things going bad, things not going according to plan. For some reason, a spirit that should have gone to the ether is stay, staying here, stuck in a house, or, or for whatever reason, deciding not to leave yet. Another I, I example, totally agree. I totally right? and, agree with that. Another example of ghosts, which I totally believe in, is the warlock. And this is a person, a human, who has killed so many people, happens in warfare, mercenaries, that they literally have those souls in them, following them around. They have influenced people on such a level that it comes back to them. Wow. Warlocks are described in literature, apparently mystical, they're, they're supposed to be mythical, but they make a lot of sense to me. And I've read some literature describing exactly what they are and how they're supposed to work. Yeah, because um, yeah, remember, I, they have to tell us about everything. And uh, there was a yes. movie back in the 80s and 90s. It was called Warlock. And, um, yeah. you know, that, I, I, they, they, so I think they have to tell us about this stuff, even though I think people like the Freemasons and, like, you know, people are in higher societies probably already know this. They probably already know what happens to us when we die. Meanwhile, there's people like me and you that are asking all the bigger questions in life. And that's what I love about your site is because you're answering every question I want to know about, you know, and um, awesome. what, 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 are, what are some of these books? What, 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 what were you going to say with that? Oh, yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, I had this picture I found a long time ago, and I just looked up each one of these books after a while. And boy, each one is just, you know, one thing after another. And uh, <clears throat> like, uh, let's see, uh, Mason, where's that one right there? Freemason, Freemasonry Exposed by Morgan. And it got Morgan killed right after he published it. You know, each one of these books has its own little story. A lot of it's about deception. A lot of it's about how there's a plan, you know, to, to, uh, to kill off or control or population control people, you know, unfortunately. And we don't know exactly who this, where this plan's coming from. I don't think any of these books describes it or even knows. Um, I've read some books from Amazon. You know, what is the deep state? Who is the deep state? I don't think anyone's figured it out yet quite. But um, like I said, everyone sort of agrees that there is something like that. Yeah, I think there there definitely is. I, I like you said, I don't think I don't even think people in the military know because from my research into the UFOs, like that you know some of the highest like Dr. Stephen Greer went pretty high far up in the UFO community. He had meetings with CIA members who didn't know about some of the black ops projects that were going on in the uh, right. in the military. I heard there's it's only about clearance. Uh, yeah, and and it's very like they make a black project and then they assign like five members to it. And so only five people in the world know that that one black project is going on. How does that right. make any sense? 
Like that's not safe at all. It's not, and and the people should be more known about what's going on, especially because like uh, we don't have to live by the Georgia guidestones. Like I, I know we are kind of overpopulated, <laughs> but like there's no reason to kill people off. You know, I mean, no, it really never. isn't. No, no, this is only for their sake of control. If if they lose the population game, then we win. If they can sterilize enough of us then they win. It's just, that's what they're thinking is. And it's just really sad, but uh, yeah, back to uh, things that are more interesting. Let me uh, cover Saturnian. Just give uh, everyone a dose of this. <clears throat> Sound good? Yeah, 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 I'm down, I'm down. Let's do it. All right, so um, basically, um, let's just cover cosmology real fast. Cosmology, the structure of the universe, the explanation of, of the universe origin and where we're at now. Um, there's a couple of them, right? You got the one that we're taught in schools, uh, uniformitarian uh, cosmology, 13.8 billion year old universe after a big bang, uh, six, uh, sorry, uh, five, um, forgetting the earth's um, age now, 5.5 billion years old earth. Um, the idea in uniformitarian theories, everything happened really, really slowly. <clears throat> even though there's no explanation yet for how each one happened. For example, planet forming. How's that happen? Accretion. Well, can gravity form accretion? No, it can't. Not in a simulator. Nope. So anyway, I'm pointing out that that cosmology, the one they taught in schools, isn't satisfying to everyone. So there's so then people fall into a secondary cosmology, the one they heard in Bible school. That's the six-day creation. And it's a lot simpler explanation. It's really straightforward. It's, uh, you know, God did this and that because he wanted to. And oh, then it gets sad. God keeps destroying its own creation because he's not happy with it, you know. And that explains all of the, the, the sad history of Earth up till today. Yeah, that, so, that God can't seem to be happy with anything. No, right? Ever. And uh, yeah, so some people fall for that and they say, this is satisfying. I believe this cosmology. Well, needless to say, a lot of people don't find them satisfying and they sought out something else. A lot of people find flat Earth. Flat Earth <clears throat> basically fills in a lot of modern blanks. Government's clearly lying to us. There's something weird about space and the Apollo missions. Um, there's um, there's an evil in the world. Um, Flat Earth clearly points us out and says, you know, that's the devil, and that you know God's on your side. And so Flat Earth is actually just the um, the six day creation biblical narrative again in disguise. Um, I fell for it, you know, for about a year there, and I really thought, you know. There could be something to it. There's tons of literature, tons of old maps. That's for sure. People talk about the firmament in the Bible. Um, so these things have to be answered. Well, what what I didn't it realize. What is the firmament in the Bible? Like, what, is it, what does it say? Um, <clears throat> it's a sea in the, in the sky. It's like an ocean in the sky. You can't see the um, stars through it. And um, it parts. It like parts and turns red. It's the sea that's mentioned in Exodus. So what is this firmament? Saturnian cosmology actually explains exactly what it is. The flat earth cosmology suggests that it is a dome around the flat earth, except it misses that point that you can't see the stars through it in the Bible and that you can no longer see it in modern times. The absu or abyss in the Bible, the uh, firmament disappears in history, goes away. It's not there today. So that has to be explained. So um, after a while, I finally stumbled on Saturnian cosmology. First thing I realized was this is being hidden from us. This is not as 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 published as Flat Earth. You don't hear about in Google News like you do about Flat Earth, and you know you hear about some guy killing himself on a rocket launch trying to prove Earth is flat and crazy stuff like that. 
Yeah. And so why, okay. So the first thing that got me is they're hiding this one, this cosmology, Saturnian cosmology. And it, again, is a completely different explanation for the universe, the origin of earth, what we're, and what we're doing right now, what, where we're at. <clears throat> um, it occurred to me um, after watching David Talbot's video that this narrative answers all questions. It fills in all blanks. It basically explains all of the events in the Bible, it, um, the contradictions, why people saw the Red Sea part and so forth, um, <clears throat> why they thought there was a menacing evil God punishing them all the time, and what they were trying to do to sort of repair the golden age to bring it back. And almost every one of these stories explains the same exact story, the, the history of Earth. So I'll explain it briefly. What we got here is um, in electric universe theory, you got this idea of the collinear planetary configuration during the very early formation years of our solar system. The sun was already there, the stable fixture in our galaxy or universe, however you want to describe it. <clears throat> the planets were not there. There was no planets, empty solar system. And this brown L-type brown dwarf called Saturn shows up and gets stuck onto the sun. It's a negatively charged um, anode, and the sun is a positively charged cathode. To, uh, they form a connection that is inevitable. It was going to happen. The Saturn falls into the sun's orbit and explodes. It um, explodes because the energy from the sun, tremendous amount of current, is traveling through the, the brown dwarf, through all of its planets within it, and forcing them out into a collinear configuration. The energy passes through each planet from north to south pole, and each planet then connects to the next planet by the poles, like a a linear, like a, a battery, like a, an array of batteries set up in a linear configuration. <clears throat> this, this energy that was flying through the uh, collinear configuration was so intense that the planets were held in, in place in a direct line and received all of their initial energy. Uh, they, they grew in size and the first life uh, started forming all over it. Before that, before the, the connection to the sun, there was no chance for life to form on the brown dwarf Saturn. There wasn't enough energy. And energy is key to life. Um, as soon as it's connected, boom, you got energy forming on all of the planets. You got the plants growing in size. Um, you have Earth growing in size and, and creating inner structure. But also on the north end of Earth, you have, you have material being sucked up into the sky and forming a new planet, proto-Mars, or, uh, or priori Mars, as I've seen some authors describe it. Mars apparently was formed out of the Earth into a layered structure where the outer layer was not stable at all. It kept breaking apart. And in this structure, um, the outer layer of Mars would, would um, fall apart and fall towards the Earth and strike the Earth with, with huge cataclysmic force. Let me pull up the movie here. I can actually get to the part. Don't worry about um, audio. Get to the part where I talk about this. Um, so. Here in this video, you see the planet Saturn up in the sky. You see Venus in front of it. You see Mars in front of it. And we're on Earth looking up at the North Pole of Earth. Um, during the covalent configuration, Mars oscillated back and forth. And every time it came close to Earth, the outer layer would come apart and crash into the Earth. Let me get to that part here. Boom. Um, right. I'm skipping some stuff. And as this material reached Earth, you know, it would cause problems in cataclysm. And then it would go back. And then it would finally come back again. Get to that part. Here we go. Boom. And, and you know, strike the earth. Uh, so it wasn't a stable time at all. And people thought 
that this thing that they saw up in the sky, this thing that they called God, was punishing them. What else was going on? They didn't know how to describe it. Some people said, yeah, was God punishing us. The priests said that. And other people said, no, I think this is something else, just, you know, you know planets or whatever. The, the sciences did exist since Atlantean times. Some people did know what was going on. The only reason anyone would say that God is punishing them was because they're seeking to subjugate people into a religion. And the first big empire that we hear of where anyone tried to subjugate people into a religion based on this God worship was the Egyptian empire. This <clears throat> Egyptian empire essentially was the first reference that we hear in literature of slavery. And all these slaves worshipped the invisible God Osiris. Let me get to that. Here we go. Now, there's pyramids all over the world. They're not just pyramids in Egypt. And actually, the Egyptian pyramids are not even that impressive or that big. Yeah, if you yeah go right, I've noticed all the pyramids all over the place. I've, I've right. wondered the, the, uh, like who the grand designer was. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, but the design does matter. <clears throat> First, they tried ziggurats, and the ziggurats came down because too much electromagnetic energy came down the side of the walls. A pyramid structure is able to receive energy from the sky during primordial times, during very intense lightning discharges, and pass that energy safely through the chambers. What else passes through the chambers? Sound. Um, you can talk between the pyramids, and allegedly, in several sources, you can teleport as well. Um, I don't need to you know, get into that one or have to believe in it at all, but I do find references for the Ark of the Covenant and a couple other things being Stargates. And of course, the movie Stargate um, is a predictive programming about pyramids being Stargates specifically. So it's like they did tell us at one point. That movie. How, how do you think you can get the U to work to be a um, Stargate? I mean, I, I, could you even speculate on that? Totally. Like right now, the pyramids do nothing. They don't work. They don't function. Yeah. They're relics from the past when the energy was so intense that they're constantly a stream of energy coming out of the top of the pyramid do you think um, and reaching other pyramids, for, not just here on Earth. Good. Yeah, as I noticed, there's pyramids on Mars too. Do you right. think this was an easy way for us to get back and forth from here to Mars? Uh, at the time it was, and Mars was closer to us. It was in a round table configuration. Um, which itself is orbiting the Earth with the sun. Um, today, pyramids won't get you anywhere. They have to use much more delicate, advanced, powerful technology, and that would be the CERN project. The CERN project is the most expensive project in human history. It generates a tremendous amount of energy, puts it all in one location to allegedly smash atoms, although no one's found any atoms or anything new in, in 30 years. Waste of money, right? But all that energy has to go somewhere. So in close proximity to Mars, which is called opposition, which happens, um, you know, like I said, one, once every other year, um, the, uh, you will be able to, to turn on your, the CERN uh, um, location here on Earth and teleport to a CERN location on Mars. I've seen some reference points uh, pointing that um, there is a, actually a CERN location on Mars, a, a um, what do you call it? Um, the giant circular building that's electromagnetic showed in the third Terminator movie. What's that building called? Oh, I can't remember. To be honest <sighs> with you, but uh, it, it sounds interesting. Stern is a well. It's just a, a the um the hydron collider technology is. Oh yeah, the hydron collider. Yeah. Yeah. What's the big circular thing called? I can't remember now. Um, <sighs> I, I think it's just called the hydron uh -huh. collider. Yeah, that's what the whole thing's called. Anyway. This type of facility that, that um, exists in a much smaller scale uh, in laboratories. And just they shoot energy through 
um, these metal rods in a big circle and they can continue to add energy indefinitely until there's this tremendous amount of energy built up. And so I say that energy has to go somewhere. It creates a quantum connection to another location. And in the right circumstances, you can use it to teleport. Um, <clears throat> okay, so that's about that. <laughs> this, is, this is so interesting. Yeah, it is. So, interesting. Uh, so at that time, I believe that's what they are. And I believe that somebody, some entity, let's call them the deep state, decided to use these pyramids to create a, a empire back then. The Egyptian empire is the memory, but since they're all over the planet, I call it the pyramidal empire. So the empire of pyramids, which, you know, if you lived anywhere near these pyramids, you have to endure their conquest, their slavery. They're going to subjugate you into their, their um, old Egyptian uh, religion, Osiris worshiping. What, what, about, worship, the which what is, about the gods? So like the Anunnaki and stuff like that. What, do you, what were your theories on that? Well, um, <clears throat> in, in the ancient Egyptian empire, they're forcing everyone to worship a monotheistic God, the singular creator God in the universe. And at the same time, a lot of people are witnessing plants in the sky and generating a polytheistic religious narrative. The only two religious narratives I find in history, especially between European schisms, is monotheism versus polytheism. In neither of these narratives is there any Anunnaki. There's either the one creator God of the universe or a bunch of sub-logos gods like Jupiter, Mars, and all that. Um, I can't find any reference points to the Anunnaki otherwise. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure, there's, I'm sure I have a lot to learn still about that theory. They, they were just the, the gods of Sumeria. Supposedly, they were right. the gods that so the Sumeria, Sumerians worship. Oh, well, let that, me point. Let me say Sumeria really fast. Let me get to that one. You, um, you, on the you, tablets, <clears throat> on the tablets, you find the cosmic mountains in the Sumerian tablets. That yeah. cosmic mountain is found in all of the other cultures on Earth too. It is something. Um, I think a lot of people have mistranslated the Sumerian tablets considerably into something else. But the Su See, Sumeria, supposedly the Anunnaki, right there. The picture of that guy with the. Um, Right. in his hand and it's big, bigger than all the smaller people because supposedly oh, totally. the Anunnaki were giants and they were from somewhere else. They were humans, right. but from but, another place. So this is supposedly, you know. So let, so let me translate what I think this tablet is saying. Um, in every Egyptian um, <clears throat> um, in carving and in, um, in Mesopotamian carvings, you will find the deity, it's usually larger than the other guys, usually holding something. And what he's holding is very important. In this case, it's a, it's a weirdly shaped Ankh symbol. Um, this means that we are meant to, represent, to, to believe in the deity as a man, just like they always say, um, God made humans in his image and so forth. They constantly depict um, deities as humans. Uh, what, did the deities look like humans? No. Check out this cosmic mountain. You see it in every, um, like I said, indigenous culture. In Greek, you see a Titan Atlas holding up the... Um, Saturn on his back. He is the cosmic mountain. Did the cosmic mountain look like a human holding a giant sphere? Absolutely not. So we don't have to take that literally. We can say it's just they thought that there's some deity holding up a mountain, wrote it on paper, on, on text, and then somebody imagined it as a human being later. Um, it also means that in the Egyptian pyramidal empire, when they're forcing their slaves to worship their monotheistic creator god, they're absolutely um, <clears throat> creating stone idols to those gods and telling people to literally worship the stone idols. Let me quickly cover that part because the stone idols are, are important. Inside of a pyramidal chamber, if sound can travel from one period to pyramid to another, then you have the ability to simulate deities inside of, um, inside of stone idols. 
whereas the slaves will show up to the ceremony and they'll see the stone idol talking to them with you know a huge booming sound that vibrates the entire pyramid and if they were to go up and touch the stone idol they would feel things they would see things it is a very convincing simulation pulled off by these pyramidal structures somebody in atlantean times figured all this out and this is part of their atlantean deep state technology that they took with them after the fall of the golden age wow so the deep state's been around that long i believe that the game from atlantis yes Wow, that's it's it's just so interesting. They 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 they've been they've been running things yeah. since Atlantis, and we never had a chance. We 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 literally never had a chance against them. Right here's the uh, here's my pyramidal empire meme. You can see that there's a lot of pyramids in history. They're not that big, but check out the pyramids in modern times. The biggest pyramid is in North Korea. Uh, it's you know it's a modern building, a Trans American Pyramid in San Francisco. Everyone knows about that one. Uh, they've they've continued to build pyramids in modern times. They've never stopped, so that's why I call them the pyramidal empire. Yeah, that's so, so interesting. Okay. Right. They, so, they, they, call it the, 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 they call it the 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 pyramid of Khafre, but that that really wasn't it because I don't think slaves built those pyramids. Like I, I think that that was from Atlantean times. I think that was Atlantean technology. I I, I think I I think it was Anunnaki. Or someone like that. I think it was someone who came from somewhere else. Technology, like I, I just, I, I don't know. I can't say for sure. I have no. I, I would be guessing, but that's why I'm going off the history totally. that I was taught that that the Anunnaki came and they they were you know that Earth is right. seven six thousand years old. And these, if you read into the story about the Anunnaki, they say that the Earth is one hundred eighty thousand years old. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like. <clears throat> that's why I wanted so, to have you on the show to get. Okay, let me let me speak to that real fast, because that's a big recurring question here. Did alien influence? Did aliens influence Earth origin times? That's that's the question on people's minds. Did the Anunnaki or anyone else show up in this solar system planet during the or earliest times and influence our affairs? The first reason why I don't think that they did was because when we we're discussing this Saturnian cosmology and the birth of the planets in this golden age, we're describing a, a condition that is so different from what we experience today that is hard to imagine, it's completely unimaginable. So certain things, uh, people never ate, you know, never got hungry. Uh, the energy of the earth kept them alive. People never died, they're incapable of death back then. The, the animals did not eat each other. All of these things are referenced in literature, Bible, Hindu texts, and so forth. Um, that environment, technically, scientifically, is a majorly high amplitude environment, which so much energy is, trans is, is going through every being on every planet in a very safe, low frequency way, which prevents any damage. Um, if you were to try to enter this system at that time, spacecraft, advanced technology, you would encounter layer of layer of alternating positive, negative uh, currents that would tear your ship apart. Any structure you want, name it, would get too hot, too fast. Now, say it's advanced ship, it's, it's you know, capable of that. Um, it, I would say even if they got through all of the layers of the Saturn brown dwarf, which are plasma layers, very dangerous, and they landed on Earth, what they would encounter, what they'd find out is that there are already a lot of humans here that have invent, invented everything, everything that you can name. Um, you know, uh, uh, the ability to store memory into stones, emeralds, and retrieve memory, you know, audio, video, that's a pretty advanced trick. We still don't even do that today. Wow. Um, you, yeah, uh, we can get into that in a second. Um, 
the um, the ability, like I said, to simulate deities. I believe that the story Wizard of Oz is a redacted um, story of Atlantis, where they were the center of knowledge, tree of knowledge. Anyone that wanted anything had to go there to get what they wanted. Um, when you go there, they want something back. They want your loyalty, obedience, you know, forever. And as such, they require you to worship them as a deity, you know, this big booming visual thing in the sky. And when actually they're hiding behind the curtain or in another pyramid, that, that trick is, is where the deep state started to get its deviousness. They, for some reason, decide not to share the technology with everyone and to play this trick on people. Um, <clears throat> so, um, so anyway, if anyone else from another system would- like, uh, like, uh, they, they, what, what is Saturn worship then? Like, what is that? What are they worshiping? Like these, like when they say Luciferian, Satanism, these deep state people, they're like, what are they right. actually worshiping in real time? Well, there's a history um, of thousands of years of cataclysm, uh, starting with the golden age, all the way up until about a thousand years ago, when I think it all ended and the calendar was fixed forever. Um, this history essentially shows um, people a deity in the sky almost at all times, and sometimes several deities in the sky playing out some tremendous uh, drama. Um, they constantly um, make assumptions as to what these deities are, that they're intelligent, they're up to stuff, when actually they're just planets with electromagnetism bouncing around you know, the laws of electricity. Um, the first deity, of course, is Saturn, the one that created all the planets, the, uh, is known as Kronos, um, and, um, and a bunch of other ones. Um, in, in, in Roman slash Greek, you got uh, Kronos um, birthing all of the other titans and then gobbling them all up. This happened when the L-type brown dwarf Saturn hit the sun, exploded, all the planets came out of it, and then after a while, they all electromagnetically got pulled back into Saturn. This is just the plants playing out all of their electromagnetism in layers, and it's sort of unpredictable. No one really knows how it's all going to happen. It looks like cataclysm. Uh, the next thing that happened, though, was Jupiter, the, the, the giant gas giant, which was formed out of Saturn, is so big that it can't be gobbled up by Saturn. Uh, Zeus cannot be gobbled up by Kronos in the, in the, in the Greek literature. Um, and Zeus intervenes in such a way that Kronos spills out all of its children and all the plants come out again. So this is what they saw happen. So they said, Zeus is our savior. We're going to worship Zeus as a savior. Um, the Egyptian empire wanted people to worship the creator as the savior, the Saturn, the original creator. They said that one matters more. And, and you know, the, the regular people said, no, the one we see matters more, Zeus. So you see the schism between the religions forming in early times, as no one knows which god is the, is the greatest god. So Saturn is worship. astrotheology kind of? Um, what do you mean by that? Have you ever heard of astrotheology? It's like uh, they, basically what you just described, the, the gods are playing out as, uh, you know, things going Oh, right, right, yeah. Yes. Right. Now I have all the reference points yet, but yes, basically um, the, the gods were remembered, the plants were remembered as gods because they're so big you couldn't see them as plants yet. They were, they were, um, they were uh, overlapping our field of vision on the horizon. We just saw these huge deities full of fire and plasma trails connected to each other. Venus, for example, never took uh, a spherical shape ever. In the origin times, it was constantly in the shape of a star or a crossing. In um, cataclysmic times, it was constantly fighting with Mars and getting entangled and, and breaking up its shape and then reforming again. It's because Venus is a gas giant, it has no 
it has no hard rock in it. And Mars was a hard rock and never changed shape. I, I, um, so, I, I have a, well, there's one more question for you. I want to mm -hmm. get your opinion on what do you think shamans and people that are able to, to do DMT trips are able to do? <laughs> they say they're able to access uh, as, as other dimensions. You know, I, do you think this is a potential of possibly going to the other realms of Mars or any other planet? Or do you, what, what do you think? Well, um, I do believe that <clears throat> as humans were on Mars this whole time, that they eventually broke away from the same orbit that Earth was stuck to, and they got their own orbit. And after that, they couldn't communicate with us. They couldn't travel here anymore. There was a reason for them to actually turn very bad and start trying to subjugate us here on Earth. And I believe a big part of that was telepathy. They could tell, they could send us telepathy um, for last, you know, hundred thousand for last sorry, thousand years, and anytime they're in close proximity proximity to Earth uh, opposition. Uh, there was there's literature of people receiving visions from somewhere in the 18th, 17th, 16th century, going all the way back, say um, people like Joan of Arc um, or that one rabbi that caused the Jewish revolution of 1666. All these people in history said that they were receiving information from somewhere or somebody, predicting the future, telling us what was gonna happen. Um, the city of London's burning in 1666 was apparently predicted. And the um, Jehovah's Witness event, World War I, was also predicted by the Watchtower Society. So every time these societies it come out of nowhere. They tell people that they've received visions of the future, and then some war breaks out. It's completely convincing. It's, it makes them think like God's in charge, or the devil's in charge. When actually, it could just be a simple telepathy trick. Yeah, uh, people on another planet. Yeah, and then it makes sense. Right. Well, this has been amazing, man. Um, is there you, can you, anything else you want to say before we finish up? No, I, I know I was just jumping between topics, but yeah, I love the Q and A kind of kind of format of this because we really do need to ask more questions than we've we have the answers to yeah and we covered a lot i think we i think we did a bang i think you did a bang up job man i really like your opinion on a lot of stuff i i really i really enjoyed this like i i i love getting answers to stuff yeah, and i love learning like you know like it, it's really yeah. you know and people can take it if you're open-minded then if people are open-minded then they'll see the benefit of this like yes we all need to learn the truth about what's going on like I mean, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, it's very too. important. Definitely. And we should do this again. We'll be a little bit organized next time. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, do you want to tell everybody your website again and how to find sure. it or whatever? So just go to paradigmthreat.net and you can see um, all our content. Also a Discord link and the Discord channel has been really taken off. We've got a lot of new members lately. So please join our Discord and, and talk to people because we've got a lot of people talking about this. That's awesome. How do they join the Discord if they're Very not cool, familiar man. with it? Oh, well, I can just go to it right now. Um, so paradigmret.net. And once you're there, there's a link at the top, Discord. And the Discord link will pretty much take you to Discord as an invite. Just join up. We got 265 people right now. That's not bad. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to join. I'm going to join when, I'm more, when we're done here. Yeah, please. All right. All right. Well, thanks for doing this, man. This was great. Yeah, we'll definitely do it again. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. It was nice meeting you. You too, man. I'll see you All next right, time. Have a good night. You too.